Welcome to the radio rally on Clubhouse. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving good advice, hearing the stories of some amazing radio people, and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. Today's live event will also be a podcast called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and will be available with in about an hour, maybe later, but certainly tonight of the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating audio footprint and distributing them. They do a great job. We have great guests and insights every single week that help you grow, learn, and meet the challenges of your radio career in the 21st century. Meet our guests live on Clubhouse or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a thing. The Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast and the Encouragers The Radio Rally Podcast, yes, we have two, are both on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Today, Monday, August 23rd, is our L.A. and Love event. You'll know why. Uh, Marcy Weiser, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on 95.5 KLOS Los Angeles is with us. And also she can be joined by Mandy Prussia Young, who is with K-Love and Air One as their group program director. Before we get started with our guest next Monday, please don't forget this, August 30th, it's our Let's Talk Programming Live event. Johnny Chang, who is the Director of Operations and Country Format Coordinator for Cox Media Group in Houston, Texas, will be with us. And he'll be joined by Ashley Wilson, who's the Director of Country Programming for Kentucky and Indiana region of iHeartMedia. See our guest calendar. You can do that anytime tonight or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at our blog section, which is free to you at RainmakerPathway.com. Of course, it's important to point out that we have encouragement for on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series and even more encouragement for local sellers with our encouraging sales success series, as well as free resources for anyone in the radio business today. We don't lock away anything on our site as other consultants do. Why do we do that? Well, it's so that you can go to rainmakerpathway.com anytime and see what you can get for free from our team. Please follow the people that you see on stage at this event. You look around the room as the event unfolds. You'll see more and more people come along, of course. And we want you to connect with these people because we are here to encourage your broadcast career. Sometimes that means networking. My name is Lloyd Ford. I am a branding advisor and consultant with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. You, uh, you can call me anytime about our music lab and how it prevents music drift and improves ratings. All radio stations have what I call music drift, by the way. Find out how to fix it. Our morning show fame development coaching puts the accent and the action in the right places to build opportunities for robust ratings growth. Ask us about encouragement, too. It's one of our services. If you know somebody who is looking for fresh answers, we'd love to help them. Reach out anytime. Ford, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Let's get started with the most encouraging co-host of all time. I'm not kidding. Heather Froglier of Riverside, San Bernardino. How are you, Heather? I'm good, Lloyd. How are you? 
I'm doing pretty good. You know, I always like these Mondays because it, it provides like that extra little boost for the week to get yeah. radio rolling. And we really like to do that and like for people to have an opportunity to, to catch it either now or catch it on the podcast. And we get lots of feedback about both. You yeah. clearly have multiple hats. And I've been wanting to ask you this for weeks. You clearly are operating under high stress at times. You don't say it, but I know that you are probably more often than not. What is your secret to always sounding like you're smiling and always being positive? In other words, is this a life philosophy? Where does it come from? Well, I think like a lot of folks on the group, you know, you just try and balance things as best you can. But um, radio for me is, you know, all about it's what I love to do. So it's real easy for me to shut it off, shut off the distractions in life, you know, when I crack the mic every day. And, um, you know, my first program director said, it's amazing how your voice changes when you just smile. And even mm. if you're having a rough day, I find myself just always smiling. And um, I think that that helps a lot, you know. So theater of the mind, I guess, because we all have bad days. We know that. Um, but when you love what you do, it's hard to be sad, you know? Well, I'm sure we're going to run across this as this event unfolds on Clubhouse. Um, it's true. Everybody has up and down days. But I swear to you, Heather, you always sound like you come loaded, like spring loaded with a smile. <laughs> well, you know, a little bit well... of coffee here and there, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, so that's your secret. I'm writing that down. Coffee. Okay, I got it. And I think well, if you don't have that passion every day when you come in and you're not excited to be there, then maybe it's time to step back, you know? I'm grateful that I, you know, still love going to work every day, even though I'm doing it from my bedroom right now. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean, radio is a drug. You know that. Radio is the drug. There's no question about it. You've got a really great guest for us, don't you? I do. Mandy Young is my guest today. And I'm excited because when I am not, you know, working and listening to KFROG and country stations, I love my local Air One station. Um, it's the positive alternative. See, I even know that. Um, she's the program director at Air One Radio. And then prior to Air One, she worked in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I'm going to ask you, Mandy, first, I want to welcome you to the Encouragers. Thank you. I absolutely love Air One Radio. I am a huge fan of rock music, but Christian rock, really in the last decade or so, I've taken a huge liking to it. So I'm very excited to get to talk to you today and to pick your brain a little bit about uh, your world in Christian radio. But let's start by having you take us through how you got started. Well, I actually started in college. I signed up um, to be an elementary education major and then quickly realized that was not for me. Um, so I looked in the, I'm so old that we used to have pamphlet, like uh, booklets of all the courses in college. And I looked in the back and they had how many, this is a horrible story, how many men and women were in each um, major. And I just picked the major that had the most dudes. And that was, <laughs> that was radio. Um, knowing nothing about it, no, pa no passion for it at the time. Um, I took a sports broadcasting class and that was pretty much it for me. Like I, I was hooked. Um, I, I really thought promotions was more my uh, speed being rather than being on the air. Um, but it turned out that I was really bad at promotions and somehow got on the air and worked my way up to do mornings. I did mornings in commercial radio in Grand Rapids. And then I've been with 
um, K-11 Air One for almost 13 years, uh, which is a lot. And I started morning show on Air One and now run both K-11 and Air One, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. So it all kind I mean, and I'm still on the air every day because I'm not allowed to leave. So, but you're right. Are you still doing mornings? I'm doing middays on Air One and then I still, and then I, and the program director of Kayla Vander One. I'm busy. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There's 123 stations. Uh, we have over a thousand signals with Kayla Vander One. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm. Do you have a family of your own? <laughs> I do. I have two boys that uh, both graduated during this pandemic, so that's been a little crazy. Um, one goes to UC Santa Cruz and one will go to University of Arizona. And then I have an eight-year-old because stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, so I've got, <laughs> we still have a, a third grader at home too. My that's husband and I. amazing. And to be, you know, I think I read you're the first female program director in Kayla. That's amazing. And to juggle family life and everything. How, how do you do it? I'm lucky that my husband works from home and is able to to do that and i work for bosses that also believe that you should have a family life which is hard for me because i give 100 to to caleb and everyone all the time and i have for years because i just love this place but um but they're really good about balance so i could work 24 hours a day i think we all get could we know that and your brain never really shuts off when you're in radio because you're always thinking how could i turn that into a break um, so that is, that is something I'm thankful for that I have a husband that gets it. That's right. Wow. What, is there one standout moment for you maybe where you knew, like when you were coming up in radio, an instance where you knew, okay, this is what I got to do. I... I have always loved theater and I've always loved, uh, you know, acting and, but it was never really something I was great at with radio. I felt like I could be me, but still hide a little bit. Um, I could be me, but still have, and there was this moment when I was, had first started doing mornings and I was like, wow, this is, I love this. I get to be me, but, and this was before like, you were all over social media. There really wasn't, I mean, Facebook had just started when I started being on the air. So there wasn't like a lot of social media aspect to it. So I could kind of feel like the introvert in me could hide. And so there was a lot of that. I just loved it. And, and ever since then, I wanted to do it every single day and I miss it when I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that during the pandemic that a lot of people either became new listeners to K-11 Air One or if they mm-hmm. were or if they were a current listener, they needed you in their hearts more to get through the day. Did you find that? I think, yes, 100%. I think people were just looking for an escape. And I think whether you're in Christian radio or, or, or not, I think the need was there to connect with people. And so it became super important what we do every day uh, became even even more elevated in the moment of like, okay, we need, and that it did change how we operated here. Um, but really it was able, we were able to do what we do every day, just do it at a higher level. People were looking for a connection. People were looking for somebody to tell you it was going to be okay. Even if it didn't feel like it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that honestly hasn't stopped because the world hasn't stopped being crazy. So that was something we've just kind of dug our heels into. So how would you say Christian radio is different from the other formats? And by that, I mean, who, who are you talking to every day? Who is that listener? 
You know, it's that's a really good question because I I only know what I know, right? So I've only ever worked in, in Christian radio, but I've been really lucky to have great people like Randy Lane, Tracy Johnson is our is our um, consultant currently that can kind of give me perspective of like, hey, that doesn't that doesn't work everywhere else, but it can work here. For instance, we you know we can get away with a little bit of longer talking because they they consume it a little bit differently in Christian radio than they do other places. And where, you know, even from how often we spin songs, because people do listen a lot more throughout the day. So there are some differences there just in the mechanics of how we do what we do. But also, um, it's, I, but I don't think the heart of it changes. And yeah. the heart of it is connecting with the listener. And the listener for us is that person who's, cup is empty and they want to fill it up, whether it's just a little bit to get through the day or a lot of it because they're just, they're super empty. And I think when I listen to radio, both Christian and non, I want the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, at least for me, when I listen, that's what I get. And that's why, yeah. you know, I think that's why I got, you know, as you grow older, your priorities change and the things, things become more meaningful to you. And you definitely feel that when you listen to your stations, you know, and it's, you. it's a nice escape, you know, for me personally. Um, how do you maintain your passion? How, what do you, when you get up every morning, what excites you about going to work? I, <laughs> I can be super, super burned out. But when I walk into this building, I get the, um, I get the desire to, to do more and to try to do better. And that's always been a thing for me. One of the passions that I've taken on being here is that I am married to a black guy. I have an interracial relationship. And one thing I noticed about Christian radio is how extraordinarily white it was. And so that was something that I was a bit ashamed of, quite honestly. And so that is something that I've been working towards um, is leveling out the playing field here is to open the door to more women and more diversity on our radio, which is, is super needed. And yeah. we are in a place now where we haven't been, especially in Christian radio in many, many years. And I'm super proud of that. And so finding new ways to make things better, even though I'm just one person is, is something that keeps kind of fueling me to, to do better and to, I, I, to, to honestly leave it better than I found it. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Who are your mentors? You know, we, on the encouragers, we started out originally saying, okay, who's your one mentor? But we found that everybody seems to have more than one, which is wonderful. So we're starting to call it the Mount Rushmore of mentors. Who are right. people you look up, Luke looked up to and that you maybe still have uh, contact with today? That's so funny. I, I had to fill this out for some interview I was doing in, um, and I couldn't narrow it down. And they give me five and I'm like, I can't do that. I can't even do five, but I'll give you, um, it's people that believe in people that have believed in me when I didn't believe in myself and insecure talent is exactly, I mean, fragile snowflake could be like tattooed on my forehead. I'm still that person that doesn't <laughs> believe they're good enough. So having people in my life that have told me, no, you're good enough. And here's how you can get better are super important. So starting with my, my college professor who I still go back and help the kids in, in that class, in those classes that he teaches still like all these years later, um, is important. Um, Randy Lane was big for me when I was, um, 
Tommy Kramer when I was kind of, you know, getting started as far as consultant goes. Um, I had a, all of my co-hosts still talk to me, which is kind of crazy because I am crazy. So that we're still friends. Those are those are people that have built into my life. Um, Sean Copeland, who is the morning show and program director in Indianapolis and uh, at a at a B one O, I don't remember. Uh, but also um, Troy, who West, who is a um, who is a program director at KSBJ in Houston. It was a co-host of mine and a huge believer in me, and and I so appreciate that. It's taught me a lot. And uh, and my last boss, Randy Chase, was uh, kind of pushed me. Um, kind of pushed me to be better in all ways. And so those are some people that have really kind of poured into my life over the past several years. I love that. So as a woman programmer, I am certain that there have been occasions, you know, where you might have felt like you had to fight a little bit harder for for a role. Um, I don't think that that's Mm. uncommon. We've all been there. All the ladies have been there. For up and coming (laughs) women in radio, though, what advice could you give them that maybe, you know, you have done your career keeping in the back of your mind what is you know what is something you could tell them i think it was always funny to me and i would talk about this with other women like we're the demo and yet the all the decisions were being made by people that weren't the actual demo yes, at least in radio. <laughs> and so i was always kind of like what is what is the deal um that is i never wanted to be in leadership but the more that you I, ne- I never thought I could do it, but the more that you learn how to connect with your audience and the more that you can like really achieve that skill, the more invaluable you make yourself to, to the station. And what I realized was, man, I have stuff I can teach. And I never thought I did, but you get to that age where you're all of a sudden like, oh no, I can, I can actually pour into other people. So that's been, that's one thing I would say, like, it's okay if you don't have dreams to be in leadership, just doing what you do really well and learning and pouring everything into that. It's going to down the road. You may realize one day you have a whole bunch to share with other people. And I still sometimes can, I start to worry a little bit, like, is this, am I in, is it hard for me? Cause I'm in the boys club. And I try not to think about that too much that I, that there'll be doors I'm still shut out of and rooms I'm still shut of. I try not to think about that and just try to do what I can do. Um, and I would encourage other women because we need more women in, in leadership to do the same thing because you have something to say and you have a voice and, um, and honestly, I've really enjoyed showing that I, that I, I, after all these years in this business, I, I can do it. Uh, and so, uh, I still have to kind of prove it to myself sometimes, but, um, there's a desperate need for more women in, in, in leadership for sure. Yeah. And when you, when you finally step into that role, there are days, I'm sure we all go through it where, you know, you, you're still questioning, am I in the right role? <laughs> am I doing right. this right? But, you know, I always say we should constantly be learning. Um, you know, I'm getting up there in age, and uh, I think the reason I've been able to stay where I'm at so long is because I'm learning and growing with the times and, you know, grasping yes. technology. And um, I'm sure your staff, you know, is fluent in social media and, and content creation. 100% and keeping yourself connected to the demo is so important because for such a long time I was in the demo right and now I'm a little bit outside the air one demo right in the middle of the K-Love demo and and um, 
my husband is always amazed because he's already started calling things like he calls TikTok click clock. And I'm like, the honey, that's not even close to what it is because he's already kind of like, no, I don't need to be involved with that where I, I think you, you know, I do. It's just kind of what you have to do to, in order to keep up with everything. So right. that is, um, that's a big part of it. You're so right. Yeah. It's been great getting to know you, Mandy. What would you say? Okay. So you have new listeners tonight. Everybody's going to get on yeah. the call and they're going to go check out Caleb or Air One. What do you want us to know about your team and your, your stations? I, I am partial. I love Air One because I, I started there. Um, and so that'll always have my heart. If you've worked in a cluster before, you know that there's sometimes the golden child and the redheaded stepchild and Air One's always been the redheaded stepchild. But in the past few years, we, we flipped the format. We've really started to find our voice and our brand on Air One. And, and I'm really proud of the team that we've created. There's been lots of years where I'm like, I don't, they're going to shut the lights off on the station. I know it. And to see that it's thriving, I'm just really proud of that. Caleb's always had a a big brand, um, a well-known brand, but we're, we're trying, I have this phrase and it's, you can roll your eyes cause it is cheesy, but something I'm, I'm trying to do on Caleb is to keep the core, but open the door and open the door to new audiences and new, um, you know, a younger demo. And we're really trying that. And so as we begin to shift that, it's going to sound a little bit different and the imaging is going to be a little bit different. And the, you know, the talent is, is working to hone their craft too, to, to meet that, uh, phrase. So I hope that you hear that. But at the end of the day, more than anything, I hope you walk away feeling happy. Um, there are a lot of people that aren't Christians that listen to Caleb and listen to Erwan because it just makes them feel good. And that's important to us. And that, I mean, that's probably our biggest win right there is yeah. that people, people want to listen. They don't feel judged. They feel accepted and they feel welcomed. And that's kind of what we're trying to do every day. That's awesome. And that's what we're supposed to do in radio. We're supposed to touch. Absolutely. And if it's just one person, if I change one person's life today, amen. Mandy, congratulations mm -hmm. on all your success. We're going to have you hang around for a little bit. And then at the end, we may have somebody in the audience that would like to ask you a question or two. So sure. um, thank you for your time today. And I'm going to throw it over to Lloyd. So you, can see Thanks, right, you, you can see right there why it's so difficult to follow Heather when she does these interviews because she's so good. <laughs> and to have somebody like Mandy on, I, I actually wrote down, <laughs> keep core open door. That, yes. That's probably good for anyone in the radio business to think about that a little bit. Mandy, we'll stick around for a few minutes after our second interview in case you do have some questions coming up. I do want to thank Heather for such an excellent interview. And of course, you can catch Heather on the Cave Frog stream and a variety of other stations throughout the West. And you really should do that to hear her talents on full display. The Radio Rally is our weekly Monday opportunity to really to kind of boost your Monday and get your week started off right. We want to visit with radio in our group, the encouragers. We uh, look, we, we just really want uh, you to have the opportunity if you haven't to join the encouragers. So while you're here tonight, you know, please do join in. You can just click uh, like on our little club and be a part of it. And of course, uh, we have at least two events each week that are designed to help you grow your radio and audio career. If you are serious, by the way, about programming, developing audience for your radio station, developing audience anywhere with music, or you just want to be the best music director in your market, I have a must-attend live 
live event for you. Please make time for this one-time learning opportunity. We're calling it Friday Night Live with Guy Zapolian. And it'll be Friday, October the 1st, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's music, research, and rotations. So you know that's the whole game when it comes to music. Music, music discovery, research, and rotations then and now with Guy Zapolian. And, of course, that's October the 1st. You don't want to miss it. Our next guest is, well, what if I told you that our next guest that our next guest does middays on 95.5 KLOS, Los Angeles. Here's what Fred Jacobs says about Marcy. Marcy is a fast rising star who is developing a broad skill set. She's great on the air and is honing her abilities as a programmer. I have been especially impressed with her attitude and mindset as she has shown great resilience and the ability to adapt under less than great circumstances. Marcy makes her presence known every single day on KLOS with their listeners in Los Angeles and in social media. If you've not caught any of this, you need to definitely get on it. Marcy, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, I see you. You've worked for Cumulus and Simmons Media Group. You've been on in Grand Rapids. I find it fascinating. We have two people that have been on in Grand yeah. Rapids tonight. That I just noticed, okay, you've been in Salt Lake City, in Portland, and Los Angeles. But let's go all the way back before any of that, right? Where did you start in radio, and how in the world did you come to the radio business? Oh, you know what it was? It was destiny, Lloyd. <laughs> it was mm. destiny. I mean, that's there's no other way of putting it. I was, I was going to school. I was getting credit at a college radio station. I was having a lot of fun, and that's exactly. I mean, that's all I was doing at the time. Uh, there happened to be a music director driving through. He heard me. He called me on the request line, and the rest is history. He said, "Hey, would you be interested in joining us and and jumping on board?" And I said, "Wow, yeah, I would love to." Um, you know, and I. It, it, I mean, I'd probably be, I don't know what I'd be doing because I've been doing this for so long, but I was, I was fortunate enough to land that opportunity. And I, I, I feel like my career kind of picked me. Well, I kind of feel that way too, by the way. So I have a, like a kinship to that. I'm, I'm going to say this because I've done a little research on you. You are clearly a tough, smart broadcaster. You, you have a lot of journalism in your educational background. A lot of people might not know that right away. You certainly could have done TV news and a wide variety of other things with your talent. Why radio? What is so special about radio for you? Oh, first off, well, thank, thank you. Um, you know, I, when we're young, the world is our oyster. I did do some TV here and there. I, um, like I said, I felt like my career picked me. I was interning. I did some interning at a local news station. I really did dig that a lot. And I also um, was really interested in forensics, but I really did enjoy doing the college radio station. I was enjoyed working there so much. Uh, I stuck with it. I, I got that first job doing, I think it was overnights and weekends. And I don't know, I, just, I feel lucky that I was heard. Because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I like I, I don't know what I'd be doing at this point. And I, I feel, you know, I feel very fortunate. 
I love that you say that. I, I, I'm so glad that I was heard. You know, it's one of the, the big things I try to impress upon talent today is people really want to be heard when you're heard. And earlier you heard Mandy and you heard Heather talking about yeah. what it's like when you're in the right place. Man, it just feels yeah. right, right? Yes, so, that's right. So so I want to talk about something that that is tough for some people, okay? You've had a lot of success in our business and some of it quite rapidly, just judging by looking at your resume a little bit. One of the things we know is that it's easy for somebody to see somebody with so much success and and they'll always be tempted to say something about them like, you know what, so-and-so, they never had any real challenges. Everything has come easy to them. Here you are at KLOS in Los Angeles. For most of us, that's some pretty high flying, right? So can you tell us if you've experienced the same insecurities, the same frustrations as the rest of us? Because, you know, look, have there been times when you didn't get the jobs you wanted or had situations that didn't work for you? And then some 100%. And I think there's there's that saying that most jocks are familiar with. You're not a true jock until you've been fired, right? Then you earn your stripes. Uh, and, you know, of course, I deal with the same insecurities and frustrations. I've been in this industry a long time. I've been let go more than once. I've gone through format flips. I've moved so many times. I mean, too many times to count. And it, it's not always easy. Um, but I guess, you know, I just feel so fortunate. I paid my dues. That doesn't always mean that you have any guarantees. Um, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done morning shows. I've done, I've worked at so many different stations where they decided to flip formats. Um, and, and that's always tough. You know, you're just kind of getting settled in. And and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm sorry, we're going to, we're, we're, we're laying off the staff or we're laying you off or, you know, whatever. And it's like, what, what's my next move here? Uh, and it's scary. Uh, I guess I've always just tried to keep my chin up and keep a positive attitude and just feel like, hey, you know, I've, this is my career. So I have faith that something else is going to open up and rock you and roll. Let's go. You know, you know, that is a, a, a common thread between the winners that appear on our live events in the radio business. The common thread is they talk about, you know what? Things happen. Things are always going to happen. These challenges pop up. And, and I always try to keep a positive attitude. You, you heard me talk about that earlier with Heather a little bit. It means so much. People want to be around positive people. You seem to have made your way up through a side of our business that appears, at least from the outside, to be mostly male-dominated. I don't mean like the rest of the industry. I mean really male-dominated. So. Yeah. Have you felt challenged by being that female in the room in this male dominated rock world or has that played to your favor or would you say both things have happened? You know, to a point, yes, maybe even both. I think you you reach a point where uh, after any insecurities of being a woman in a male dominant uh, dominated industry and I don't know if I would I don't maybe I shouldn't say insecurities. I think maybe uh, maybe differences is is a better yeah, way of you're, it. You're, no you're the different one right yeah yeah and, and and you you embrace it i was just having this conversation with someone a while nice. back and um who is a woman in the industry and we were we were just talking about how important it is to embrace being a woman maybe we manage different or maybe we um we're you know we um 
what am I trying to say? And we attack things differently from a talent standpoint, but you should embrace that. I'm, I'm not a man. I, I should embrace that. But you know what? I've always been in the rock scene too. So um, since I was a kid and uh, I, I grew up listening to rock and roll, my brothers, my sister, they kind of introduced me to rock at a very young age. I've, you mm. know, hung with the bands and uh, it's, I think it's all part of the journey. I've always felt pretty comfortable in the rock space and oh. never really felt like a total outsider just because I have breasts or whatever, you know, it's uh, rock has felt like home. I see a lot of pictures with you, with these rock stars. They they don't mind they don't mind getting next to you, right? Oh, you know, you keep it. I mean, in the past, I've you know, I've I probably dated a couple artists that was maybe not the the best idea, but um, no, it's all part of the journey, like I said, and uh, you, you keep it professional, keep it fun. Well, when you're, when you're younger, you make a lot of, you would like to think you make a lot more errors when you're younger than later on. Right. You learn. Yeah. I mean, I, I really have no regrets. I'm, I, I love this quote about you describing yourself. So I'm going to quote you directly. You ready? Yep. On air maven, quirky, loves sweatpants and world peace. Your personality <laughs> comes through rapidly in everything you appear to be doing. I've noticed this. Why do you think it is so important for on-air talent today to be quickly known by their audience? Well, I mean, geez, here's an analogy for you. I think, uh, let's say you don't know anything about your neighbor who lives across the street. Probably don't uh, care, you know. You don't care much about her. Maybe you don't want to hang out with her because you don't know anything about her. But uh, once you know that maybe she's, she's got kids the same age that your kids are, or she's got some cool pets, likes yeah. the same music as you. She's funny. She likes the same sports team you like. Whatever. All of a sudden, that stranger becomes more relatable and interesting. So maybe you want to hang out with her more. So I think that's important. I, you know, it's radio's not on demand like our digital competitors. So, uh, mm. so, you know, we, there's a lot of commercials, a lot of commercial interruptions. Our digital competitors don't, uh, don't have that. So what radio does have its personalities and, and that's what separates what we're doing from digital. We got, you know, like uh, KLOS, Heidi and Frank and Kevin and Sluggo and personalities the listeners can be entertained by and right. identify with and connect to. So I think that's our biggest strength moving forward. I don't feel like we talk about this enough. Uh, Marcy, you're on the air. Do you make yourself vulnerable to your audience? Do you do that? I do. Um, it's a little bit more difficult doing a music intensive show to mm. put it all out there the way, you know, I can do that maybe through interviews, during interviews or when I'm speaking to a listener on the phone or something. But uh, I was really able to do that when I was doing morning shows, when I've done morning shows in the past. But I think that is really important so people know that you are human and you're dealing with the same things that they're dealing with i love your neighbor analogy because it's really true if you don't if you don't really know your neighbors i i hate to put it this way you really don't care but once you know them that yeah. becomes a different thing and radio's true um rock is being that companion, okay? You know, you have lots of opportunity to do that in social media, and I've seen <laughs> your social, I like a lot of what you do, and and do you feel like that's a good place for you to, to I don't know what the right words are here, uh, be more raw, I guess, with audience? 
Yeah. I mean, you can get as personal as you want on, on social, but I, I still think it's very important to do on the air as well. You have to mm-hmm. show that vulnerability to a point. If you're not willing to, then you're not going to come across like, you know, like the human that people need to relate to. So well, you're not going to be real and people can tell, can't they? Right. Okay. So listen, uh, Maybe you can share a few things with us that you've learned in what we all affectionately refer to as the PPM era as an on-air personality. Can you share with us what that has been like to learn and become a part of your lexicon, if you will, and a part of what you do on a daily basis? Yeah. I mean, there's like, I've got a, a few different things I could say about PPM. I mean, when, yeah, right. when PPM first came on board, everybody was saying, Cumus King and, you know, take no risks shut up, play the music. Listeners are tuning out when you talk and all they want are the hits and you're playing the same 10 songs every hour. You know, 10 years later, here we are. And I, I feel like it's being viewed differently. Everybody's saying personalities are critical to radio's health. And, you know, I mean, we're in trouble if all we do is shut up and, mm. and play the music and play the same songs over. Um, if we keep those playlists super tight and, it's not the tighter, the higher ratings. It's not that it's not the strategy anymore. You have to be willing to think out of the box. I think we'll be in really big trouble if we stick with that. And do you feel like people are starting to come on to the idea that, oh my God, wait a minute, we have gotten rid of some of our big personalities and that, you know, the smart broadcasters are kind of rotating to how do we cure that? Right. Problem? I sure. I sure hope so. If you're entertaining, likable, you play music that people like, it's going to be okay. Um, there's a couple critical PPM details, probably, you know, listeners are going to, they're going to tune out if they don't like the song. That's yes. natural. That's okay. Break on time or you never get the ratings credit. You could, you could have had if you, you know, stop at the right time. But also I don't, that's not something I always follow either. Uh, to be honest with you, if I, if I have an interview with a great artist, I will go, maybe that interview is going to be 10 minutes. Maybe it's going to be 30 minutes. So, I'm really lucky to have the autonomy to do things like that right now, but it's working. So obviously, you know, if something doesn't work, you kind of step it back. But, uh, you know, I think you have to think out of the box. Was it intimidating for you to crack the mic for the first time in Los Angeles, California? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and especially, you know, at KLOS. Yeah. Yeah. Just the station that is this heritage, legendary, iconic station. Well, was, do you uh, still do you still kind of get that little flutter, that feeling when you go in there? I mean, nothing's uh, changed. Yeah, no, I um, I'm definitely a lot more comfortable. Uh, but you know, I like I like to, to to keep it interesting, and I I I'm pretty comfortable. But there are times when you know things get stirred up a little bit. Mm. It, that's always good. It's always good to keep me on my toes. That's good. <laughs> nice. Nice. Do you feel like, um, you do a good job of keeping things surprising at times for the audience? I try to, uh, I think that, um, there are times where you kind of feel like, Oh, this is, I'm doing the same old thing. So it's, it's, mm. it's times where I, you know, when I catch myself doing that, it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something different here. So I'm always trying to keep it fresh. What would be what, what would be something that would be surprising for somebody that's not been on the air in Los Angeles at, at KLOS? Okay, something that we might think of a certain way, but mm. you you might go, oh no, this is something that's a misconception. I know. 
That's a good question. I don't know if there's any one thing right there that I can, um, I think, you know, for me, radio is radio and I've been doing this for a long time. So you're, you're in your groove and your listeners are your extended family. And that feels really good. Um, you, you, you learn the listeners, there's major loyalty. Maybe that's something Mm -hmm. I think the listeners here in Los Angeles are extremely loyal. They like the brand that they like, right? They do. They really do. Well, you got to love that, especially when you're on top. You've worked in a variety of markets. Uh, How different is Los Angeles from other places that you've worked? Um, You know, it's it's big. It's spread out. It's um, there's, I guess, more stations per capita. They say New York is market number one, but I would say uh, I worked in New York for a little while. I, I think Los Angeles is truly, I would say, the the number one. Well, you, could, you could easily make that argument, <laughs> yeah, you know, just more... based on traffic. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of stations, a lot of competition and yeah, it's, uh, but it's nice, you know, you get to sit in the studio, look out the window and look at palm trees. It's always nice. Mm. It doesn't sound like it's really hard. And I'm sure that there are other opportunities that come your way that are not natural in other environments that you get in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. You don't want to make us too jealous, I'm sure. No, I mean it's just it's a it's a great place to be. It really, it truly is. It's it's great. It's uh, I always make sure I stay away from politics and Mm. keep it about you know it's entertainment. It's about the artist. It's about other things that are going on in the news and things like that. But yeah, it's well. You can see that there's no winners in politics. What do you love about essentially working in rock music? Because that seems to be, that's a, that's a groove for you, for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of it, you know, you don't have to be politically correct. You, um, I mean, I don't have to be a hyper sales machine or I, it's just, we get to goof off. It's fun to be self-deprecating. Don't have to take everything so serious. And, um, that's, it's, it's, it's a good place to be. I'm going to make it really tough for you to be self-deprecating now because <laughs> I get to ask this question. There's no way around it. I'm sorry. And I apologize in advance. Please tell us what it's like to be a Gracie Award winner. Oh, wow. Because that's fresh for you, right? I mean, that's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Yeah, I'm just I'm really honored. And I guess, you know, backing up what we've been talking about, it's this is what I was told. I was awarded this for doing a lot of interviews and for the non-typical content, which makes it even more amazing. So I think it is important to let talent do what they do and uh, have a little more control and a little more trust because otherwise I feel like that passion dwindles and you don't want that passion to dwindle. Uh, You want your jocks to be passionate you don't want to, you don't want to kill that. But I am, I am just, I am so very honored to be a Gracie Award winner. It's pretty cool. Pretty amazing. I, I got to tell you, if somebody, if somebody approaches you and they say, we have this really amazing award that, you know, so many people would love to have, but they're going to give it to you for non-typical content. Uh, hey, that's like getting two awards, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It, it's, it's, it's the basic essence of what we're talking about here is talent that makes a difference on the air. Yeah, it's validation. You, you, just just to know that what you're doing is working and it's connecting. So I, I think 
I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I, I think to myself, gosh, I'm going to have the same award that Betty White has sitting on her mantle. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure you'll go right over to Betty's house and you I guys wish I will could. have a Snickers bar together or something. Um, I love that woman. Uh, I think everybody does for sure. Um, let, let's talk about this. Where do you see radio and the evolution of radio going into our future? Mm. Right. I mean, nobody can well, predict the future. We know that. But where do you see it going? Nationalization, probably. Mm. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, less of a focus on live and local. That's kind of what we're we're seeing now. On one hand, I mean, if you're an A plus talent, you can translate in any market. But that live and local as aspect is, I think, in could be in trouble. Well, and you know that radio changes across time and it ebbs and flows. It's just like getting rid of a lot of personalities and now people go, no, wait a minute, let's do this and let's do that. You know, and you know that our business is based on success and revenue, right? Yeah. I mean, live and local, paying attention to listeners, interacting, that's, that goes a long, long, long way. I think one of the things I hear most from my listeners, I hear it often, Marcy, thank you so much for answering the phone. It's something so simple mm. Because nobody's there answering phones anymore. Wow. And that really does go a long way. But I think we're going to be seeing a lot less of it. And it's concerning. Well, let me ask you about yourself. Uh, do you see yourself doing some television supplemental to your radio? Do you do you do podcasts now? Are you engaged in some uh, other things outside of just your on air? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm doing a little bit of that. I'm working on a couple podcasts right now that I'm I'm working on putting together right now. But yeah, I, I think those things are, are very important. Uh, TV, I am definitely open to. I haven't been doing as much uh, lately. But yeah, I mean, I think it's important to get your hands in a lot of different things. Well, it's interesting. Television has changed so much. And, you know, you can ask 100 people today, do you watch TV? And they're like, no, 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 you know. And I'm like, oh, well, what do you do? And they say, well, I'm watching Netflix or I'm watching Amazon or I'm watching Disney Plus. I'm like, hey, that's that's TV. What are you doing there? You know, yeah. so there are so many more options than in the past and so many different ways to perpetuate fame right. through the visual, including, yeah, I mean, look including at social. Look at look at TikTok. Look at right. uh, even even YouTube. YouTube's a great way. I think stations can post interviews and do content that, you know, might be a little more. It's it steers a little bit younger, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of All things right. you can do. One final question for you, and that's and it's just because of where you are and how open and engaging you are. And I, I just want to ask, you know, there's been some talk about personalities and let's call them TikTok personalities or the Kim Kardashians of the world. Or I mean, we can mix this up any way you want in terms of social and digital opportunities. Why do you think radio doesn't have more of those pure stars over there? in radio, those kind of content links. Radio stars on these different platforms? That's correct. I, I don't well, mean on I don't mean on the platform. I mean that be, that explode and and become at the higher levels. I mean, that's a really good question. I think we have to bring in we just hired a uh, a girl, a new girl for for digital who's all about digital and she's doing a great job. She's out there with a microphone. She's out there doing a ton of video. And, you know, I think maybe more of that. 
Do you you try to pick things up from a new person like that? It sounds like you're really somebody who engages across any resource that you get your hands on. Is that true? Yeah, I think it's important to educate and learn. I mean, I'm, you know, I was a little bit uh, freaked out about Clubhouse because <laughs> this is a first for me. So, but you're, you know, it's, it's learning. You learn, you, you learn and you go, you, but you, you know, hopefully embrace it and, and grow with it. And by so. the way, I hope this is a great introduction for Clubhouse to you, because I would like to think that the encouragers know how to do it right and make you feel welcomed at least, right? So welcome. Yeah, this is great. Well, Marcy, I, I definitely want to thank you for joining us on the Encouragers. I do hope you'll stick around for a few minutes in case people in our audience have a few questions. Sure. Every single week, we visit with radio pros uh, in different parts of the country. We do it for a single reason. We're here to encourage you and encourage anyone making a living from the radio business today. This is also where you can come and hear from people you might ordinarily not get to hear in an intimate setting talk about radio and radio right now. And you can meet them at our live Clubhouse events. Follow people on this stage at this live event. And of course, look around the room, see other folks that you might want to connect with and network with. You can never know enough smart people in our business. Our purpose is to encourage and networking is a big part of encouraging your career in the radio business. Don't forget next week, August 30th, Monday, it's our Let's Talk programming live event with Johnny Chang, who's the director of operations and country format competitor or coordinator, sorry, for Cox Media Group. And he is out of Houston, Texas. Also, Ashley Wilson, the director of country programming for Kentucky and Indiana region for iHeartMedia will be with us. You don't want to miss what is going to be said next week, every single week. We have really unique content that can really elevate the direction of your career and where you're going and what kind of advice you're listening to for your career. We are here on Clubhouse every single Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific to engage you directly and encourage you. We are going to open up our room right now in case you have questions uh, for any of our guests or anybody on our panel uh, on stage, just push the button uh, down at the bottom of your iPhone looks like a notepad and a hand. I know it's supposed to look like an iPhone or an Android device, but it looks like a notepad to me. You just press that, and of course, we'll bring you up onto the stage. We ask that you do uh, mute your microphone uh, before we call on you. You can check in anytime for the latest updates uh, on our continuing to add guests to both of our live events. Of course, we publish our full updated schedules at rainmakerpathway.com. That's also where you can get fresh and free resources to encourage you or anyone in the radio business. We do not lock away anything on our website because we are here to encourage your career. We do believe in what we call the uh, um, theory of abundance, which means we believe in giving things and helping people. We care about the people in the radio business. Look for our free blog section at rainmakerpathway.com. Get the hook up and share it with your friends. Also, don't forget Wednesdays on Clubhouse Live, Innovation and Audio with Skip Dillard from WBLS and Hot 97 in New York City. He's our co-host. As usual, we will have two guests, but just like normal for Innovation and Audio, only 
only one of those guests will be from radio itself. The other is usually someone who handles and works consistently with innovation. And you'll know what I mean right away. Uh, it's somebody that's generally not directly tied to radio or even audio. It's our way to give you a different creative perspective about change, creativity itself, and of course, innovation and how to create it. This Wednesday, just two days from now, our live innovation and audio event will feature Dave Doyich, who is the president and general manager of Midwest Family Radio of Southwest Michigan and Indiana. And of course, he'll be joined by uh, Ahmed Buziz, who is the CEO of Witlingo. And I always worry about how I'm going to say this right or not. He's an ex-Amazonian. Is that how you say that? I hope so. Anyway, so uh, let's get to questions that we have for anybody on our panel. And by the way, we, we never try to make sure that people have questions. So if you don't have questions, we're good with that too. We do try to keep our event to just about an hour. I will start with this question for uh, uh, Mandy, if it's okay. Mandy, one of the things I was fascinated about listening to you and Heather for a minute, what, what do you feel like is the biggest misconception about either Air One or K-Love? Like when people come in and they're a part of what you're doing for the first time, what's a misconception that they might have? I mean, it's a, I realize we're in a, we are, you know, you and, and Marcy were just talking about how important local radio is. And, and I agree with that because right. I've worked in local radio. So I also believe how important that is. And I, I think, we have not the best reputation in the Christian world because a lot of people just think we come and take stations. And, and I understand that. Um, that's not usually how it is or the intention behind it, but um, I wish that people could see, and they never talk about it. The leadership here at this, at this um, ministry, they never talk about it, um, but what they do for um, so many people. Um, and, and how they, so I wish that could be seen a little bit more, but they don't want it to be, and that's okay. So that's, that's one thing, a, a bit of a misconception. I, you know, and I think some of the others we're trying to change with the leadership that's in place now. And, and so we're working on that, but we definitely have some, uh, you know, some challenges for based on how people see us and some of them are fair and some of them aren't. Mm, interesting. You know, I find it fascinating. We've got two women on this live event, and both of them are are broadcasting to a life group that's very, very focused. Marcy, do you find that uh, with your audience, with listeners, uh, that you are sometimes surprised by uh, what they give you back, and and how focused are, is your team? pretty narrowly on this group of people you know uh my audience it's uh it's mostly male 65 35 i you know i i think that um what's interesting is when i get calls you know i i think what surprises me maybe the most is when people tune in and say gosh i haven't tuned into radio for a long time <laughs> I've, I've been listening oh, to you know spotify or this or that so i mean it's it's nice to hear uh, it's nice to, it's nice to reel them back in. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we really care. We, we want to, 
want to make sure that our audience is with us and digging what we're doing and uh, like, like I said, extended family. That's right. That's right. Well, listen, we do try to keep things to about an hour. One of the great things about our live events is that you can just listen. No one is required to ask questions. Thank you for joining us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the radio rally. Remember, if you know somebody would like to that you would like to hear as a guest on the radio rally, you can email me directly, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We do hope that you have a rock star week. We do this to try to encourage and boost your week on a Monday. We like to say at Rainmaker Pathway and on the radio rally, once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. A big thank you to Heather Froglier and uh, uh, all of our guests, of course. Thanks to Marcy and Mandy for being such patient and giving guests. A special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the radio rally podcast, which should be available in the next 24 hours or sooner. Thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing the podcast. Please do share our podcast, The Encouragers, The Radio Rally, and our other podcast, The Encouragers, Innovation, and Audio, with others that you know that are interested in growing their careers in audio. Both podcasts are available right now on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Please remember, always be kinder than you have to be. I don't think that's ever been an, a more important message than it is now. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally and the Encouragers, and good night.